Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a crazy story of a parent wanting their kid to get over mourning over their lost pet. But first a story from user notfound01, am I overreacting? So backstory, I had my son at 17 with a boy who was not ready to be a father. Fine, I lived with my son's father's grandparents, my son's great grandparents for a time, because my parents were divorcing and they had space for us. It was all well and good until my son was about one and I met my now fiance. We started to do things as a family and the great grandparents started to get mad that the baby wasn't with them as much. They about lost it when I moved out on my own. My son was four, hadn't heard from his dad in over three years, and I got served papers from his father asking for full custody of my son. The paperwork was all filled out in the great grandmother's handwriting, I roll. They even went as far as to write a letter to the judge detailing every time they agreed to watch my son and twisted it to seem as though I was a flighty, irresponsible mother. Furthest thing from the truth, show up for court and in the end they got every other weekend and a day during the week and a week in the summer. I say they because the father would quite literally just drop my son off with the great grandparents and leave. He's an alcoholic and would often not show up because of that reason even lost his license and was still driving my son around. Ugh. They would try to manipulate my son, who was four or five years old at the time, into thinking I was the bad guy, because they would wait until the last second before pickup and get him involved in an art project or bring out a big shiny new toy, and I would have to tell my son we can't stay and play or take it with us because we had a small apartment. He would cry and they would comfort him. This went on for some years until the pandemic hit. My son was then 9 or 10 years old, and my son's father up and freaked off again. The great-grandmother herself suggested my son not be around his father at that time, because his father was slash is not taking precautions to be safe. He hasn't even texted me about my son since May 2020. However, the great-grandparents have wanted to see my son, who's now 13, and I was allowing it for a time. But these people just show over and over their complete lack of respect for me as a parent. We would establish a time for the visit, and I would ask my son to come home at a certain time. They would wait until the last possible moment and call me to say they started a movie and would be late, or ask if he could spend the night. And if I said no, they would be like, your mom said you can't stay for more fun. She would text him and make these plans, and then not ask me until the last minute. And when we had plans, it would be the same deal. I asked them to ask me first, not my son, with the plans. Then they talked about a birthday party for a cousin in front of my son, so that it was my son asking me about it. Then again, they wait till the last minute to make the plans. I tell them, we as a family with a child too young to be vaccinated, my daughter, are avoiding large crowds. They take my son to the mall at peak Christmas time. I tell them my son has a fever, he can't attend a basketball game. 
They call him and tell him to have his vaccine card ready because they're going to try and convince me to let him go anyway. Then they tell him all the fun things he's going to do there. Of course, I didn't let him go, he was sick. This woman shows up at my house without telling me and my sister was home with my daughter. Scared the crap out of her. And when I told her not to just show up at my house, she said, Well, I didn't see any cars in the driveway, so I thought it was fine. They get on my case all the time saying they don't know what the problem is, but they are my problem and the lack of respect they have for me. The last time they picked up my son, they told me they were going to take him to a place near me, but then I find out they took him about 45 minutes to an hour away and didn't think that that was something they should have clued me in on. I really don't want to send my son with them anymore. It's not like he's asking me to go there or see them. Am I overreacting? Would you guys agree with me when I say that OP isn't overreacting in this situation? It seems pretty clear that it's kind of all planned to emotionally manipulate the kid, starting these exciting events or giving them precious little toys or gadgets or whatnot, all exactly during a time where OP would become villainized because they're just trying to take care of their kid and make sure they're under their watch. Would you fight allowing them to even be involved in the kid's life if they were treating you like this? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Cherub BL. My mother demands a 15,000 compensation for all the money she spent on my education. I, non-binary, 17, have been struggling with school a lot, mostly because of mental issues. I'm currently in fourth year of high school, out of five, and our school were graduating from one subject in fourth grade and from everything else in the fifth grade. Yesterday, my mother received a call from our class teacher, and she, the teacher, told her that I'm missing some grades and that I might not be allowed to graduate. It all spiraled into my mother screaming at me about how useless I am, which followed by her belittling me, saying that I can only be good for working as a cashier. I just sat there in silence because I was too shocked. No one told me about the missing grades beforehand to respond, and on top of that I was feeling extremely unwell. I'm currently ill. She said that I'm faking being sick to avoid exams and just all of my responsibilities, completely ignoring the fact that I've been vomiting every hour. Then she got mad because I started shaking and sobbing, saying I have no right to be crying. She often makes a scene about how I'm a worthless child for not being like her, how I'll never be successful with my mindset, etc. As I was just standing there, she started bringing money into the argument. She said that I have to give her 15,000 euros as a financial compensation for all the money she spent on my education, from first grade and elementary school to now. As if she didn't choose this school for me, a private school with the average of 1,600 euros a year. I'm just so overwhelmed by this whole situation, I just don't know what to do. Finding a well-paying job here as a student is pretty hard. I'm currently working part-time in a store, and I only make like 50 to 100 euros a month because I also have to attend school and driving school on top of that. I've genuinely considered selling myself. This is overall a messy situation, and I'm just lost. Background, I've been diagnosed with depression when I was 14. I was aware that not everything was right in my head, even beforehand. But my mother refused to take me to a psychiatrist because children cannot be mentally ill. I've been put on meds, they don't really work and they make me feel like crap so I threw them out, and I plan to ask for different ones in my next appointment. My mother was always this high achiever type of person that doesn't believe in failure. When she's mad or just upset, she either drinks or yells at me to relieve herself. 
At one point, it was just too much for me and I started to harm myself. Later, I tried ending things. My friend nursed me back to health because if my mother found out, she would just yell at me. My mother always treated me like a little kid, but she wanted me to act like an adult ever since I was 13. It seriously damaged my mental health because now, at 17, I act like a 12-year-old. It just brings me comfort. My way of thinking was always a bit different. I don't have a moral compass. I copy the behavior of other people to fit in. I have a hard time socializing, and I tend to latch onto things and people. My mother and I are very different. She says that she hates conflict, but for some reason she always finds something to yell at me about. I avoid conflict because loud sounds stress me out, and I usually have a meltdown after every argument. Every time she would yell at me, she wouldn't apologize, she would just buy me something. As a kid, it always worked, because I could have at least focused on a new toy. But now when I started confronting her about it, she just called me ungrateful. When I told my mother about the time I stopped taking my meds because I was too stressed to remember that I had to take them, she made herself the victim, saying that I'm hurting her. When I told her that I'm thinking about ending things, she started crying about how selfish I am and that I'm just threatening her. At this point, I don't know if I'm even allowed to be sad. I don't know if what she's saying is really true and if I'm just a selfish, egocentric jerk. I definitely think in no way is OP a selfish, egocentric jerk. And frankly, the mom sounds like they've been kind of horrible to OP all throughout their lives. Who in their right mind actually believes that children can't be mentally ill? Not only does the mom's behavior here frustrate me, but they're operating solely off of like a downplaying assumption. To me, it sounds like they just wish you didn't have any kind of issues at all and they can't cope with that and they'd rather gaslight you about it rather than try to help you through it or try to deal with it in any reasonable way. By the way, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Whodunit1999. Not sure if this goes here. Is it not common practice to introduce and acknowledge your kids' friends that are over to others that enter the home? My mid-teen daughter just finished staying the night at a friend's house, and her experience is very weird. One, the mom made it clear that she did not invite her over. It was the child's idea. Two, they went to a restaurant, and it ended up with a group of people my daughter didn't know. They didn't introduce anyone to my daughter, and didn't introduce her to anyone there, and then ignored my daughter the whole time. They had people reach over her food the whole time. I was raised to excuse yourself and making sure that people don't mind before reaching over their food. 3. The mom would pick fun of my daughter's and her own daughter's appearances. To give some background, I'm of the thought process that I prefer experiences more than things. I don't care for new and shiny cars, I prefer to be debt free. That being said, we drive older vehicles, only one has payments left on it. We live in an older house that doesn't have us strapped for money. I think we're in a good place, not locked down by debt. My husband and I are in our early 30s and still learning how to do better. I refuse to be locked down by a 30-year mortgage that makes me feel nervous. On that note, there have been a ton of $300,000 houses going up, and it's not my idea of buying anything that expensive at this stage of our life. I'm not against anyone doing what they feel is best for them or what they're comfortable with. I also won't judge anyone who's in a better financial position from us. However, I expect the same level of respect in return. Back to the count. 4. The mom acted like my daughter's used older car was beneath them. Their daughter said her parents expected her to take over her own car payments. 
the brand new car they just bought a teen. I just don't get it. 5. Anytime we host sleepovers, I ask and ensure that the other kids' nutrition needs are met. They don't want to hear about my daughters. They expect her to eat what was out in front of her. I do understand the eat what you're given or starve mentality, but with your own kids, not push it on others. Please tell me if I'm reading too much into it or is this a weird situation? I would definitely think that this is a weird situation. If the daughter's being brought out to dinner with them in their own whole group, you would think that it would be explained who they are. You know, at least you would expect the question to come up, who are they? I think the whole providing food for them or asking for their nutrition needs is a bit more in the details of how old the kids are and what their planning is like. If these are like mid to older teens that can fend for themselves, it's a little more understandable to just kind of leave them to their own devices. But if this is something you're basically chaperoning yourself and overseeing and maybe even organized yourself, then yeah. And I think it goes without saying that picking on people who are beneath you financially is just incredibly rude. This next story is from Rainbow Baby 2022. My aunt tried to announce her daughter's pregnancy at my baby shower for my rainbow baby. My husband and I are finally expecting our rainbow baby after years of infertility and multiple miscarriages. It's safe to say that we and our family are very freaking excited. My mother's probably the most excited. She's been planning our baby shower and making decorations for months. She's been the biggest help during this exciting yet scary pregnancy. A few weeks ago, my aunt told my mother and I that my cousin is pregnant. We're very happy for her. However, my aunt said their plans to announce her pregnancy at my baby shower, since we're having a big party anyways. She said it's not a big deal and we both can share the day. I said absolutely not because we've been waiting for this day forever and it should be all about me and my rainbow baby. My mother's on my side and told my aunt that they better not announce anything at the party. My aunt dropped it and nothing else was ever said. Last Saturday was the baby shower. It was everything I've waited for. Everything's going good. No one's announced my cousin's pregnancy. When it was time for us to eat the cake, my aunt said, Hold on, hold on everyone, and went outside to her car to grab something. That was the moment I knew something was up. My mother and I follow her outside, and my aunt decided to bring a cake, announcing my cousin's pregnancy and some presents for my cousin. My mother immediately told my aunt that she will not be bringing those back into the rec center, and they will not be ruining my day. My aunt started throwing a fit, screaming, This is a baby shower. It's for babies. Cousin's having a baby too, so this day's about her too. My cousin now joins the screaming and says how pissed off she is that everything's always about me, and why do we always have to be happy for me? They would not stop screaming, so they were kicked out by the rec center security, and half our family was upset that I wouldn't let her have a moment at my shower, so they left too. Now everyone's bashing my mother, myself, and a rainbow baby on Facebook, group family texts, anything at all. Apparently a rainbow baby, by the way, is a baby born after previously experiencing a miscarriage or stillborn, basically describing the joy and hope after the storm of losing a baby. That said, if somebody's having a party for whatever it is, if it's a baby shower, if it's a birthday, if it's a promotion party or whatever, it's completely understandable that the person hosting that party is going to want that party to be all about them. Like listen, it's great if your birthday's within the same week too or you got a promotion too or you're also pregnant. 
That doesn't mean that OP's baby shower all of a sudden needs a second headlining act. This is all about OP and them having their special day, and it's a darn shame that their aunt and cousin try to mess with that. Our next story is from MacNick05. Another entitled mother wants me to take out a mortgage for her. So a little background about me. I'm an only child, 30s female. Parents divorced when I was around 10, and I've never had a good relationship with my mother. As per my mother, I didn't even like being held by her as an infant. I lived with her till I was 18 and couldn't handle living with her any longer and moved in with my father. I admit I was a horrible teenager to my mother and we fought 24-7 or just didn't talk. I just wanted to be left alone and she wanted to be BFFs. I own my condo, no debt, savings, and live a lifestyle more on the frugal side. Background on mother, 70s, grew up in wealth, blew her rather substantial trust fund, history of credit card debt, did work but no real retirement fund, and is now living off deceased parents' trust where she gets more per year than the average annual US income. Despite living in the same city, I'd see her a few times at most per year, mainly holidays. I'll admit that I was never exactly warm during those times, and she'd make comments about how much she knows it pains me to be around her. I'd make an effort to call her once a month. She'd almost never answer and I'd sometimes get an email or text message in response. I feel she's highly critical, history of emotional blackmail and has narcissistic traits. Her comments are only, because I care and I wouldn't be your mother if I didn't say, i.e. expressing her concerns if I had children because they would be more screwed up than me. I had some typical mental health issues as a teen. I give an inch and she wants a mile kind of thing, i.e. wants a photo of me, give her one but it's not close enough and I have sunglasses on. Trivial, but you get my point. So during early COVID, I get a call from her wanting to discuss something. Basically, she wants to sign a purchasing contract and mortgage papers for a yet-to-be-constructed condo. Since she's retired and her income's from a trust, she can't get a loan for the deposit and doesn't have the cash. I know a few costly things she spent her money on in the last few years that I don't agree with, but not like it was having an impact on me. She owns her house but doesn't want to sell prior to the condo being built. So she wants me to take out a mortgage for $1 million with an early access of the $120,000 deposit. But as per her, it's fine because the condo will be in my name and she'll make the payments till she sells her house. When I say discussion, I'm told the contract's being drafted and I need to make an appointment with my bank. For a brief moment, I considered lending her the cash, but then I'd be broke. Also, I have no trust when it comes to finances and my mother due to her history. So after using my brain and consulting with a few people who can be objective, I struggle when it comes to my mother. I told her unfortunately I was not in a position to help her. Then the insults start on how I'm consulting with the wrong people, these people clearly aren't educated, and I'm passing up a good opportunity for my credit. And of course, because of me, she lost out on the condo. She then refused to talk to me as this was the final straw in our fraught relationship. I tried to contact her for many months, maybe over a year, until I told her I was moving countries and I wanted to try and make some repairs to our relationship before I left. Oh, got some nice comments about that too. We did sit down and talk prior to me leaving, but not about the condo. I'm trying to be civil, but after so many years of her comments, it's really hard. I mean, honestly, I have ample respect to OP for trying to stick this relationship out, trying to stay in contact whoever they can. 
and honestly lending an olive branch basically every month just trying to continue to keep any kind of relationship with their mom open. I know a lot of people, myself included, probably would just be done talking to them years and years ago. Our next story is from Radiant Centigram, entitled Father Forced Me to Stop Grieving Over My Deceased Cat So I Can Clean For Him. I'll try to keep this as simple as I can. My parents are divorced and when the story took place, I lived with my alcoholic dad. Almost all of the chores and cleaning duties were done solely by me, so if I ever got sick, the whole house would be an absolute mess in under 24 hours. I never got a break. My dad didn't have a job at this time, so there's no good reason the house gets messy because of me. Now, for what caused this, my cat, had him for most of my childhood, and was my first pet and best friend, wasn't doing well, and my mom and I thought it would be best to put him down. It was a really tough decision to make, but he must have been in his mid-twenties and he just wasn't enjoying life anymore. Honestly, one of the hardest things I've done in my life was being with him when he was youth, but for many reasons, I'm glad I did it. So, cut to two days after all this, and I'm still utterly heartbroken and grieving 24-7. My dad gets fed up with me and says this to my face. You seriously need to get over this already. It's just an animal and you have far more important things to do than sit in your room being lazy. Now get out of the bed and clean now. Now, I understand this didn't affect him as much as it affected me. But it was so uncalled for and a horrible thing to say to somebody grieving after only two days. This cat means the world to me and it felt like I lost a part of myself that day. And guess what? I had to completely stop my grieving to give him what he wanted, otherwise I'd be severely punished. Hooray! For those who are concerned about my living situation, you don't need to be. I recently moved in with my wonderful fiancé and I was finally able to grieve and move on as much as I could have with his support. And my life is far less stressful now that my dad isn't in it. I feel terrible for OP. I've gone through the exact same thing OP has, and it's not easy. And frankly, it's not something you get over right away. It's something that definitely sticks with you for quite a while. I'm just glad OP was able to get away from somebody that's downplaying their very, very legitimate emotions and basically abusing them and guilting them into going and cleaning when they're literally at the peak of their grieving just two days after it happened. Our next story is from Elysius Wee, entitled Family Wants Me to Be Their Photographer. I have a situation on a guided tour to Japan where a specific family saw my a7 III camera with a seemingly professional lens and wants me to tag along with them for all the photography needs, basically photographing their pampered kids. At first it's like, sure, my pleasure, but that goes out of hand quickly. Midway through the trip, I got increasingly commanded or ordered to go to a specific spot to photograph their precious kids and my photos getting intensely critiqued i.e. you should do this and that, enhance color, post-processing, etc. I detected the situation and tried to escape on the next drop-off, where I go off on a different path, but got quickly stopped saying I should follow them to photograph their kids. You know what? Screw this. I paid for the trip to enjoy, and I'm not paid to be a photographer for the tour. They only had hand phones, and that's their problem. Can't take good photos? Plan your trip properly the next time and stop bothering other fellow tourists. I eventually got a death stare from them and constant harassment. 
i.e. they purposely put their hands in front of my camera when I took shots of landscapes, saying it's nothing wrong, it's a public place, and they can do whatever they want. I never released any of my photos of their kids to them, much to their violent tantrum and dismay. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what these people really expected. Like, it would be nice if you stop and you take a few professional-ish photos of them and whatnot, but them expecting you to follow them around and just spend your whole trip being their free photographer? Who's going to actually stop and do that? And I love that they were dumb enough to cement not getting any chance to get those photos because they were being belligerent jerks and bothering OP and ruining their other photos. This next story is from Axe LaMuffin, entitled Mother Tries to Kick Me Out of a Public Park. So this happened when I was about 8. I used to, and still do, ride my bike around the trail by a park. It had two playgrounds and a baseball field, and everything was free to use. So I was riding my bike like normal, and I'm getting tired, so I put down my kickstand by a bench my dad was sitting on, and went to go on the swings. There's a mom, entitled mom, and her kid, entitled kid, playing on the monkey bars, and entitled mother looks over at me. She came over and stood right in front of the swing I was on and said, Hey, get off that swing. I said, why? She said, get off now. I didn't know what she wanted me to do, so I just kind of got off and looked at her. She says, now get out. I say, excuse me? She says, you heard me. Get out of the park and don't come back. I say, uh, no. She then starts to scream at me for ruining her son's experience and acting like I'm better than them. I eventually just get back on my bike and keep going around the trail. But every time I pass the playground, she screamed at me telling me to just leave. I don't know, that entitled mother sounds like she was on something to me. Maybe they were on something so they thought the bike was a part of you and you wheeling around with some like freakish monster. It's exaggerated, but I don't know what she was blowing up here about. Were they jealous that you had a bike and you could ride around and the kid was getting jealous from that? This next story is from Joker Killer. Update with home life with my runt of an aunt. Here's the start of about five days ago. I got a sumac rash after doing yard work and my aunt tells me to take a vinegar and bleach bath. Yes, she did say that and for you that don't know what happens when you mix those two, the result is a caustic material that induces chemical burns. This caused an argument of course when I told her that I was not going to do that. She started yelling at me how she did it all the time and I called her out on that BS saying that if she did she would be covered in burn scars. My mom ended up telling her to grind oatmeal instead as that was better than bleach. Bleach causes it to dry unnaturally causing it to worsen. Right now it's about ran its course on me. I have a higher resistance to urushiol than her daughter and mostly as I've rarely scratched at it. But she starts screaming at me that I've scratched at it as it's all over my arms and it's on the crease of my inner arm above the elbow and I have blisters on both arms and it's partly on my face due to me taking apart a fence because her daughter's completely covered in a rash over her entire body as she won't stop itching it. It was only on her hands in the beginning. I think the rash will disappear in a few days after my flight if you wanted to know. Then a few nights ago, I was woken up at 4am and I was getting yelled at to get off my bed because her cat might have put her kittens under it. I was groaning as I started getting up off the bed and my aunt ran to her room screaming saying that she hopes the kittens die since I was being a jerk for not getting up right away. In her words, fine, be a freaking jerk. I hope that kitten dies because obviously you don't care about it. It'll be your freaking fault. 
Yeah, I know I was clearly in the wrong for not being a darn early morning person. Then I said sorry that I just woke up. I mean, clearly I was making a loud scene within the house, and I didn't need my sleep. Then tonight, when I got home, after my mom took me out as to make some good memories before I left the state and it got late, I changed into some comfortable clothes and fell asleep almost immediately. My aunt starts screaming about me doing some chores. I of course did them and she got upset I did the bare minimum in order to get back in bed. I got ballsy and started responding to what she was saying. For example, she made a passive aggressive comment about how it was a leftover night, I didn't have more dishes to do and how lucky I was they didn't attempt to make dinner, the meat was still frozen. I responded with, thanks for the passive aggressive comment. She started to threaten to wallop me with a pan and I freaking dared her to do it and see what would happen. I did wrestling and I was on the A team, meaning I was one of the better wrestlers on the team, so I definitely could defend myself. She started making many rude comments about me and got my grandma to join in. So far, I'm a worthless waste of money who's a freaking burden on my mom and should have been aborted. Great times here. I am so glad I leave in a few days. Honestly, props to OP for just straight up saying, yeah, try me, when their aunt here threatens physical abuse doesn't really work so well when the person you're threatening can clearly defend themselves against you in a hand-to-hand fight. And our final story of the day is from Olia Rue, dad's girlfriends and mom's boyfriends who date slash marry single parents and then proceed to cut the children away because their plans for the future did not include them. Screw off. You chose to date or marry that person. That person has a kid, and that kid is not going anywhere. The kids come as a package deal with the parent. No other way around. No, the new partner will not disown their child, so you, delusional jerk, can have a shiny new family without an obstacle. No, your kid will not take the partner's kid's place and become the golden favorite and the only one. And if you will manipulate your partner into doing this, you are a double piece of garbage. If you leave a kid without emotional support. For real. I saw many times of the new boyfriend pushing his girlfriend to spend most of her time with his kids while leaving out the girlfriend's kid, effectively shunning the child away from his new family that somehow had a place for his precious babies but not another kid. No, the child will not magically vanish by himself to please you or any kids you brought with, or will not vanish because you're apparently child-free and for some reason decided to date a person with a kid, probably thinking he'll be gone after your wedding. Still, jerk move. If you don't want a kid, don't date a person with a kid. There's plenty of child-free people around. And I find it disgusting that those girlfriends slash boyfriends choose to instead put a kid through this. Just look at how many stories are on Reddit of kids being pushed away from their own parent just because a new boy or girl toy came into their life. Absolutely disgusting. I agree 100% with what OP wrote here. I don't know how many stories I've read where somebody was basically treated like this as a kid. Can you imagine having your parents divorce, dealing with that, and then one of your parents basically abandoning you and just cutting you out of their lives? It can really mess with you for the rest of your life. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.